Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Broadcasting from the Leadership Academy Studios, aka my new basement. Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur. This is the go-to plan, as you know, for coaches, authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs, startups of all kinds to start, grow, and profit a business that you absolutely love. I'm your host, Matt Browning, and with me today is uh, just a treat. It's a celebrity. It's someone I have been dying <laughs> to meet. I've been, he's already laughing. I've been sleeping uh, in a way with him for the last few months uh, on my bed, on my little pillow. It's the founder of Creatably and the Pillow Cube, Jay Davis. Now, Jay, hey. and, and well, hey, Jay, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Good. Let's just jump right in. You know, you have created, you've invested in over 25 companies, startups. Your videos for your, uh, your PR and media company, Creatively, have garnered over a billion views with a B, including several viral campaigns reaching hundreds of millions. You're a passionate startup guy. Like, first off, just I want to say thank you because we first connected on social media and all of a sudden in my mail was a pillow cube. What in the heck is a pillow cube and why do I love it so much? <laughs> yeah, well, it's actually an idea I had as a kid. Uh, really? My, yeah, had, had it as a, I was probably like 10 or 11. Uh, my friend growing up, I had a friend who's Japanese and his mom told me about Asian pillow boxes because I asked for like, three pillows at a sleepover or something. I don't know. Weird kid. Uh, I was picky. And uh, so we somehow had this conversation stuck in my head just forever of like, oh, there's other shapes of pillows. And then when I was in college, I was sleeping uh, on, on the couch out watching a show. And I'd always love sleeping on this one couch, laying on this one couch, because it had that armrest that was like the perfect height for my shoulders. It was higher up. It was flat. And I was like, man, pillows should be this way. And then, yeah, it just stuck in my head. And then eventually uh, I got some foam samples from uh, a bunch of different mattress companies wanted to work with creatively. And uh, they sent us some foam samples and we were looking at different things. And I put these two pieces of foam together and laid down. I was like, oh, that's the pillow I've always dreamed of. And so I spray glued them together. Uh, they were six inches, it was six inches thick, 12 by 12. And I was just like showing it to friends. And they were like, dude, that's such a dumb idea. And then they'd lay down on the couch or the bed and they're like, that is that how is you knew? So great. Yes. Is that how you knew you yeah. had something with all your friends? <laughs> yeah. Such a dumb idea. Yeah. Cause really, like, they were like, oh, that's stupid. And then they'd try it and be like, dude, I can't, like, that is amazing. And then I made, like, we hired a seamstress to sew some covers. So, you know, you weren't just laying on the foam, made like 20 samples, gave them to friends family and then I asked for him back I was like hey can I have that back I want to have someone else try it and like none of them would give it back They're like no <laughs> I like can't sleep with it sleep without it so yeah it was just kind of that crazy and that, that's like a test I now use of like when I'm thinking of investing in something or building something uh, I always take that product give it to friends and family and then I never ask like hey did you like it uh what did you think of it I just say hey can I have that back and if they're like sure then I'm like, ah, it wasn't great. And if they're like, no, like I want it. Can I buy it from you? 
then I know we're onto something. So what that's kind of my little what a great little, little hack. test. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're Just, already off to the the value nuggets right now. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> your your mom's product. always gonna tell you it was great. She's gonna be like, oh, yeah, it's so great. I loved it. Oh, you but you know like, Linda Browning? Yeah, yeah, because she will. Gonna, she says everything I yeah. do is amazing. I'm like the Lego. <laughs> she's like the Lego guy. You know, everything is awesome that my son does. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, that's so incredible. Now, this isn't, your, this isn't your first company, though. Um, you, we, we were chatting offline just before we got started about the entrepreneurism thing. I want to come back. You know yeah. what? Let me, let me first hit Pillow Cube and like hard yeah. right now because yeah. um, exactly what you said. I get hit up you know, as a, as a radio show a lot randomly from different people and products and whatever. Whenever there's a product company or a startup, I'm all, I call it integrity. Call it whatever you want. But I'm like, look, if I don't like it, I'm not going to shill it, yeah. you know? But I shill your stuff all the time now um, because you said, hey, Pillow Cube and startup and talk about entrepreneurship. I was like, well, you know, if you want to send me one, I'll try it out, whatever. It shows up in the mail. I got the, was it the six inch one? Yep. I'm, not, I'm not a yeah. big guy. I'm like 5'8", 150 pounds. I'm just who I am. Um, but it's all about side sleeping. And as soon as yeah. you, as soon as the DM said side sleeping, I was in because I've, I'm sure I've woken up on my back like many people, Yeah. but I 1,000% yeah. sleep on my side and both sides, and that's just what I do, and I hate hotels because all the things that you talk about, I flip the pillow yeah. and I bundle them up. and ugh. Um, So I try it out, and the first night I was like, huh, this is different. I hope I'll like it. I'm not sure. And, yeah. then, and then I don't remember anything after that. Because yeah. I just, I woke up in the morning <laughs> and, and ever since then I tried, and then I, I looked at my wife, she's a size sleeper too. And, but she's a little, she's like five foot one and she's like, oh yeah. And I didn't know this man, but you're a big celebrity in our house because my wife had been researching pillow cube for like a year or something and really, really wanted one, but wasn't sure. And then I was like, well, I don't know. I could, I could ask, um, try mine for a little while, see if you like it. And then I'll buy another one. And she's like, well, it's too big. And I just sent one little message, and all of a sudden, in the mailbox within a week or so, was a four-inch pillow cube. Do I have that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So first off, I just want to say thank you, man. That was absolutely incredible. The service for just someone that's you know we're just meeting that you know it's really really incredible. So I just I'm very grateful for that. And my wife and I are now both sleeping on pillow cubes, and we made a, a 10-day trip to California just this last week. And my wife was brilliant because she packed her freaking pillow cube on top of all her clothes and smashed it down. I didn't. And she slept like a baby. Yeah. I tossed and turned for 10 days. So <laughs> I just want to say thank you. And I, I will not give it back. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, that's the, that's like my favorite thing to hear is when, when you meet people and you're, uh, you know, it just like had some impact. Like some people are, it's like, I, you know, haven't slept well in 20 years and are crying and you know like these amazing stories of like uh one of my best friends who now works with us uh was like a week away from shoulder surgery he played baseball in college uh and he was like dude i like i gotta like get surgery like my neck and my shoulder hurt so bad and then i gave him a pillow cube and he was like it went away like it seriously didn't need surgery um, and so like hearing those stories are great. And then I also love the people who just like, I was in a, I was visiting my sister in San Antonio and I was wearing my pillow cube shirt. And this guy, like from across the, the mall was like, pillow cube. I love pillow cube. And I was like, <laughs> that's freaking awesome. Like, it's just such like a fun feeling, uh, to see that you've had an impact and people like what you make. And as like an entrepreneur and a creator. It's just awesome. So it's been that's super very fun. cool. So 
we'll get the plugs out of the way. Go to pillowcube.com. You guys on there have a quiz, which is actually quite cool to figure out what kind of slide yeah. sleeper are you? How does it fit? Like, what do you need? Do you have sleep problems? Really, really cool. It's a free quiz, pillowcube.com. Uh, and you guys come up with a mattress now. And yeah, it, and I love to kind of pivot into the entrepreneur startup journey because what I already instantly noticed is, did you start with one product? Did you start with a couple different sizes or right? And then now yeah. uh, you, you didn't come out of the gate with a you know more expensive mattress. Yeah. You started out with something yeah. more manageable. Tell us a bit about the the initial startup phase of it all. Yeah, so it was really interesting and kind of a different experience with with Pillicube because I was uh, you know I'd started creatively. Uh, I'd done viral campaigns before creatively. Then I started creatively. And uh, like, we were just always saying like, man, we should do something. Like we're, we're blowing up all of these clients and seeing them explode. And, you know, they're doing amazing things. Like we should do one of these on our own. And so we were throwing out ideas and I threw out this pillow cube idea. Uh, My 10 year old dream. To be like, yeah, like this thing I've been thinking about forever. And uh, we just started saying like, oh, that's cool. Like, let's, let's do it. And then we kind of had like a lull one week we weren't expecting client had to push back a project. And it was like, Hey, we kind of have like some time this week. Let's just push through and get it done. So this was like in May of 2019 kind of did most of the Kickstarter in that one week, got it done. And then, you know, kind of got the rest of the stuff done. And about four or five weeks later, we launched the Kickstarter. Um, and it did like fine. Like we did 40 grand. That's nothing amazing. Uh, we did 120 grand uh, in um, Indiegogo as kind of like a follow-on campaign. Okay. All did together. you do those simultaneous or, or sorry, simultaneous one or after one after the, the other. other? Yeah. So we did the Kickstarter first, and then we carried it an extra 30 days on Indiegogo. And so, like, Can I ask you real quick, nothing... why why did you do it that way? Because the people I've talked to from some other startup products, it seems like. Indiegogo and Kickstarter and the different campaigns were kind of like two different tools, two different communities for the same yeah. thing. What was the thought process behind one, then the next? Yeah. So uh, instead of doing them kind of at the same time and having competition, we decided, and, and, and we work with some guys who are really great Kickstarter crowdfunding guys. Um, and they, they've just seen that as you do that, you can kind of focus on one and, and, you know, Kickstarter is really excited. And then there's kind of this opportunity, like you said, to like tap that other market. Uh, Indiegogo has a different demographic. Uh, it's more female focused. Uh, Kickstarter's generally more male. Uh, they kind of are interested in different things. So it was kind of this way to like, oh, while we're waiting for this to be delivered, I think that was probably why we didn't do them simultaneously is like, hey, we haven't ordered this yet. We're still trying to put in, a, get enough money together through these crowdfunding campaigns to put in a big enough first order and know how many people really want this. And so uh, let's let's just stack them together, do them for 30 days each. And then, you know, by the time the product's on its way, like, you know, we'll be, we'll be cruising. So uh, yeah, it was really awesome. It was really great. It was a great way to do it. And, and just 30 days each, that's pretty cool. Two. Yeah, did, yeah. Did you, uh, sorry, I, I might go in the weeds for just a second, but pull no, me no, back you're out. Fine. Um, when you talk, I didn't realize the difference in the demographics. When you're realizing that, are you tweaking the marketing copy slightly? Are you doing a different video? Or are you doing, hey, campaign campaign A, campaign B? Or is it the same campaign, two different platforms? So we have done that. Uh, we did change some things on the Indiegogo, some of the just visuals, um, some of the video. We do a lot of variations on our videos. So when we create a campaign for people, uh, we create like 10 different intros, different hooks, 
different calls to action. Uh, we'll even film usually like three or four different versions of a joke. Uh, so like we'll have kind of a joke and it's like, oh, what if you said it this way? What if you did it this way? Uh, so there's like a, um, there's a video that I'm in where we basically say like, this is the founder of Philicube. We created the Philicube, but we hired a better, much better looking person to be him who's a professional actor. Uh, and we were just like riffing, like kind of joking about like, you know, I was just coming up with stuff like, I don't know if I'd say much better looking uh, and like me and the narrator kind of like joking around with each other and the actor. And so we just like try stuff. And then, and then in editing, you can create like 10 versions of that video. Oh, I love and that. See what, what people uh, react to. Like, I think, I think that's something that's still, there's so many tools people don't use. There's a tool in Facebook where you can see the retention curve of any video, like where are you losing people? And so we always want that curve to be smooth. We want to, you know, a lot of the pillow key videos are like, this is your next pillow. It's for side sleepers. And so we want the back sleepers and the stomach sleepers to like get lost. Like we don't want to, we don't want yeah, to that, that to you. Seems like, right. You yeah, know, you're not the, Coca-Cola yeah. or whatever. You're going right yep. for this demographic. And and as soon as I heard that, I'm like, <gasps> me? Yeah. 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 Not just like, like, oh, it's oh, another pillow. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the unique case that they're, you know, solving this problem for. And, it, and that's what we want. We want that person to feel special and different and hey we we are on your side for solving a problem that you have and so so the, there's you know great tools that you can see uh you know we had this joke in one that uh one of the clients just hated and it, and it wasn't like a bad joke or an inappropriate like it was just she just didn't think it was funny sauce. yeah yeah and uh it was just about uh wussy dads who step on legos and cry because they hurt their feet and and like for her it just didn't land but we were like, A, you're not our audience because this is a, it's a company for men. Uh, and if it was a company for women, that'd you know, be an, an, another whole thing. Uh, and so we're, we're trying to attract men and look at the retention curve. Like when we hit that joke, people are rewinding the entire video to go rewatch that joke because they liked it so much. Or because so they want to show their friend while they're eating tacos. Or they want, yes. Like, hey, let me show you this super funny thing I watched. Uh, exactly. And so- so we love that kind of merger of like creativity with data rather than just, you know, just throwing stuff out. So we, uh, yeah, we changed some things for the Indiegogo uh, and we're constantly playing with that. Like who, who is, who's this resonating with uh, and why? Like one of the interesting things about PillowCube, like I personally as an entrepreneur like staying more politically neutral. Uh, I don't like kind of going after either side. I don't like taking a side. I think companies overall should be less politically involved. I don't think we need every company to comment on every political. I would hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't need to comment on all those things because I have employees who are on both ends of the spectrum. Uh, and if you, you know, truly want to be all inclusive, then that's what that looks like. It's like, Hey, I yeah. can have conservative and liberals and I can have this and that. Yeah. yeah I love that actually. That's a good way to put and it. And I respect it and I love it. So we don't, but what's been interesting with pillow cube is for some reason, people assume we like hate my pillow and we, you know, we get all these crazy conspiracies. Oh, I was going to say not like the other pillow company, but you just called it out. There we go. Yeah. My pillow. They're kind of weird. Yeah. Like they, they think that because we have you know, the, our branding and who, uh, just kind of our kind of humor 
that we're like against them. And I'm like, oh no, I, you know, we're just trying to make our own product and we don't care. Like we're not, we're not yeah. trying to fight with anyone. We're just selling pillows, but <laughs> yeah. But it's really interesting that people think that like, there's some assumptions there of like, oh, you guys must be very left-leaning. And it's like, no, I don't know. Yeah, and we're not also right-leaning. We're, we're a company. We're not a, a, pol- a political Because you have group, like so. blue and pink in the colors yeah, or something? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a cat on our website that has a Jesus piece on. So, you know. Oh, people, no, that explains People make it, an man. assumption. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. Listen, every conservative is a dog owner, and that's how it is. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you have a cat, that's um, we know who you are. We, yeah, <laughs> no, that's outstanding. It's crazy. It's crazy. Right, so I love, I love this. Um, so I want to talk about, I guess, a little bit about. Let's get into kind of the startup mode. Um, something instantly we gelled with is, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years since I was 21 years old, and I very much resonated with something you said. It was like I started, let's say, a media company. But not because like I love doing media companies, although you do, but you started it because you like starting up companies. Yeah. And yeah. I love starting companies. I've done real estate, I've done coaching, I've ran associations, I've done media. I don't really care what it is in a way. Yeah. I just know I, lo- I get excited about new ideas and I get excited yes. about following them through. I don't always, don't, always, don't always get excited about the final steps, but I love starting something fresh and something new and getting people rallied on board. Tell me about your entrepreneur journey. Like, were you like selling lemonade and stuff at five years old? Or is this something that yeah. you, did, you didn't think you were able to do that? Maybe you went traditional and then finally found your way later. What was your growing up like in the entrepreneur Good. space? Great question. Because I actually don't, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs are kind of those people. And I think it's intimidating because they're the ones saying like, dude, I was selling door to door when I was six. Right. And that wasn't, that wasn't me. Like I, I liked I think I liked more ideas and telling stories uh, and being involved in something. But like, I wasn't the kid who was when I was 14, like I had a friend in high school who like, he was that guy. Like he was like, he would sell candy in class. He bought at Costco. Like you go to Costco every week and buy candy and then sell it in class. And, you know, and I, I had friends like that who were very like, Oh, I, I want to get out and pitch and and stuff like that and sell door to door and that like I was like, ugh, I would never do that. I don't I don't like that. Um, just not natural. Not that the thing is bad, but like just not naturally to me. Where I think I approached uh, entrepreneurship. My dad's an entrepreneur, so I definitely was around it. Uh, he owned a consulting company when I was in high school, and so like I saw it, but I think I liked it much more from just being very interested. And I'm a super curious person. It drives my wife crazy because she can never say anything that we don't know. Like if we're at dinner and it's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I have to look it up on Wikipedia. Like I have to know. I'm just so like, I can't just let that fly. <laughs> like, oh, what's that actor in that movie? Like, oh, I don't know. I can't do that. It's like, no, I have to know. Man, do you remember um, and, back and, in the day when you just had to not know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Who I was the... I, I was the kid looking it up in an encyclopedia. Like, yeah. no, there's got to be an answer to this. Like, I can't accept that. There's got to be, gotta be. Ben Stiller. That's it. That's it. Yeah. No. yeah. So, so it's interesting. That's what I point out. You were talking about all the examples of kids and entrepreneurship. And you know what I was making the distinction of? You seem a lot more like the thinking entrepreneur, the creativeness yep. versus the salesness. And you're just, to yeah. me, you were describing like sales guys. And I've never been a sales guy either. I'm much yeah. more interested in the idea. I'm willing to take risk. Where are you at with like 
I guess it's a weird question, but ideas versus implementation. I know you do both and you have team and all that, but just personally yeah. as a personality, where do you fall creative versus like implementation and doing? So I'm definitely uh, more visionary. I'm more like big picture trends. Uh, you know, what's coming? How do we take advantage of that? That's definitely where just naturally I find enjoyment. Like, I like that. So, so one of the things I think, as I look at kind of my, my early entrepreneurship career, which is you're always like trying to figure it out. I definitely like often was jumping too quickly from thing to thing. Um, like even I kind of had this period where I was launching stuff and then like, I'd come up with a new idea and then I'd launch something new and then I'd come up with a new idea and launch something new. And like I'll addicted like addicted to launches. People, yes. And like, like, uh, I don't know. What about this idea? And I, I'll like tell people those ideas and they're like, dude, why didn't you do that? Like, that's a great idea. And I was like, I don't know. I just like moved on to the next thing. And so I definitely lean that way. And one of the things I tell when I tell people about kind of my, my path, when I decided to launch creatively, my wife was like, listen, you can do it. Uh, you know, you're always going to be an entrepreneur. I've just accepted that. But like, can you just do creatively for one year? Like, no other things, no side hustles, no new ideas. And that really like was the thing that helped me like finally get kind of my own. Cause I'd been at some other startups and helped launch them and had some viral success and helped other people, but I hadn't launched something all by myself that had really like taken off. Um, and so that really happened because my wife was like, just focus. Like you're always jumping from idea to idea uh, and so that's something I've noticed and um, try and counteract is like, hey, it's great to have new ideas, but you got to take things through to the finish line. Like you got to, I think one of the biggest misconceptions with people is like multiple streams of income. Like uh, there's a Dan Locke video out there about like, oh Lord, breach. Yeah. Don't, don't keep drilling holes when you haven't hit oil on any of them. And I think that that's a huge uh, a huge misconception is like, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I haven't even started one thing. I always say it as uh, don't build an empire until you've first built a city that's working, like yep. build a city, then, you know, build a state. And maybe then start a with country. a house. Like, yeah, there's some yeah. people that just don't have their house in order. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like clean your room, yep. like take care of your family, maybe yeah. have a job. That's actually yeah. my like of seven steps of entrepreneurship. One of the things I teach, like step one is stabilize because there's so yeah. many entrepreneurs that like listen to all these great, you know, the, the speakers of today and they're like, I got to yeah. jump and I got to leap and I got to go for it. And it's like, no, you need to eat, man. And you need to feed yeah. your, like, go get a job and then start something because you have evenings and weekends. Yeah. But maybe that stabilize your life. That was literally pillow cube. So we, so we like did that Kickstarter did this Indiegogo and, and seriously creatively was doing great. Like, because we'd had that focus, like we had clients. And so that first year of pillow cube, <laughs> seriously, we would work on it. Each one of us would work on it, like maybe a couple hours a week. And we just treated it like a client. And we didn't, uh, what I say always say is we didn't overburden it with expectations. We didn't say like pillow cube is the next billion dollar idea. It was like, dude, this is cool. Like people buy it. We launched the cube pillow and then quickly, like all the Kickstarter people were like, Hey, this is really cool. I really like it. But when I roll from side to side, I don't like it. So when you and launched so it, was like, it, it was one product. It was just the, the smaller one, cube. Yep. 
the so smaller cube. And, and after like we heard that, we're like, duh, like that's such an obvious, <laughs> like why didn't we make it wider? But like, it was fine. Like people got it, people gave us feedback and people are like, hey, I love this for a travel pillow. Ooh. But for sleeping on my bed, you know, I want this other thing. So we launched that one, like uh, probably like six months after we launched the first one. And it was just kind of that, like for the first year and a half, like it was just kind of like, dude, this is cool. Like we launched this Kickstarter, we're running the ads. But so much of that was easier because I'd started this agency where I could say to our team, like, hey, you do this, you do this, you do this. Um, and so I didn't start that second stream of income until I had that first stream of income, like locked down. I had a team of people. There were probably at that time, 15 people working at, at Creatively. And I could leverage all of those different talents and groups. And and the first year we like didn't have an employee at Pillow Cube. Like I was just gonna say, me. so did was everybody kind of a little bit part-time helping with the project? Yep. So all of a sudden you're like, you know what? All the expense is over and creatively. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So like, and then we were just reinvesting everything Pillow Cube was making, we were just reinvesting into Pillow Cube. None of us were pulling a salary. Uh, I mean, and we were getting to the point, like by the end of that year, there were months we were doing three, 400 grand in a month. Uh, and we were like, dude, that's great. Like just keep reinvesting it. And so we really allowed it. We didn't overburden it. I think a lot of times early startups, like you said, like get a job, then on your nights and weekends, don't try and make something that changes the world. Um, make something that just kind of improves your life. Like have something that makes an extra 10 grand a month, five grand a month, a thousand dollars a month. Learn those lessons of like, how do you bill a client? How do you do your books? Who do you use for that? And that's what's so amazing is like so many of those people that we were working at or were working with at Creatively became people that helped us with Pillow Cube. Um, and so I think that that's just like such a key thing. Like it, I think so much of the kind of hustle grind culture around entrepreneurship is like, oh my gosh, if I never hear read... hustle or grind again, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> Yeah. Like they just read nonstop. I'm like, I love to read. You can see the books behind me, but like at some point you got to start coming up with your own ideas and you got to implement them. And so, you know, reading is not going to get you to a successful company. It'll give you lots of great ideas. It'll give you a lot of good things and have that part of your life where you're learning uh, and then come to a point where it's like, okay, I'm going to focus. I'm going to do this one idea and I'm going to try and just get it to the point where it makes money um, and then from there, it's like, okay, is this like, could this be something bigger? If not, that's fine. Like I, I talk to people all the time where I'm like, dude, this is a great idea. Like, but like, this is probably not like, you're probably ready to graduate to that next level, but first start with something. Uh, and I, I talk a lot at like, uh, where I went to school, I went to BYU. I like going to talk to the entrepreneurs there. And that's what I'm always telling them. Like, stop trying to create the next Facebook, build something that just makes money. Yeah. Like any amount of money and build something uh, that you actually like something that yeah. you want to use, you know, yeah. I love that. Um, man, Jay, this is so, I, I wish we could just keep on going on for the entire night. This is actually a really fun conversation, <laughs> <laughs> at least I for me. It. I love <laughs> it. Well, and oh, I was going to say like, yeah. one other, anytime someone pitches me and wants me to invest when they say, dude, this is going to be worth a billion dollars. I'm out. That's like always. Yeah. I'm like, no. It's when people come to me and they're like, I saw this pain. I saw this problem. That was Pillow Cube. Like, I honestly, like one of my friends, 
always laughs about it. he's like a year in you were just like man if this could like even just be something i make a paycheck on that'd be amazing like that's great and and for me it was really more about like seeing people use the product and love the product and that was such a high for me of like dude like i'm meeting random people who are like wait you own pillow cube and and that's just like so much more fun the payday the exit it's not exciting honestly it's it's a result not the not the goal so yeah, and it, i think it's also to your point um it's a very good symptom of a well thought out valuable idea that you yeah. can exit right it's a symptom of something yeah. good it's not the goal in mind itself your goal was yeah better side sleeping i guess right yeah yeah I, I love that i also just noticing i, I want to point this out I was over at the website again pillowcube.com uh slash whatever you're going to give us for some kind of a cool line or something but you have the little the one you started with now it's called the sidekick right yeah, yeah. and i yep. love it so it's perfect for travel so when you heard the first person who got the first sample say i mean it's good for travel but did you instantly yeah. think oh duh the regular one is now going to be bigger and that one is going to become a travel one was that like right away yep. the thought or did that take some uh twisting of arms no like i'm i'm 100 percent. this is like one of my maxims is i hate when as businesses we sit in a room of 10 people that that room could be as diverse as possible like but 10 people sitting in a room debating what consumers want i'm like let's just ask consumers why don't we just find out <laughs> yeah like let's stop debating of like oh this and so that for me is like it's never twisting my arm i'm like dude look at this like we gave them to people and here's the feedback i wish you made one that was wider awesome another product line i wish you made this one better for travel great add-on product to uh so like now we have we're working on uh taking this a while because we've launched a bunch of stuff but like now we're working on a travel bag that makes it really easy to cinch that up and throw it in with your 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 bag like thank that you to yes me, i'm looking for that next yes and, and that's, that you should have seen my wife's suitcase it was so yeah. funny we literally like put all our clothes and then put the pillow cube on top perfectly shaped for the suitcase and then put the straps on and cinch and try to press it down. yeah i do that every time it was funny I it take, was great but yeah yeah I take my full-size pillow cube. I just put it in there and just sit on the suitcase and zip it up underneath me. Uh, but no, that's, that's to me, like, as an entrepreneur, I want to listen to the masses and say, like, hey, we can listen to the five of us sitting and debating in this room, or we can get in front of people. And that's what we did with the first Kickstarter. We got in front of thousands of people and got their feedback. And some of it was good and some of it was bad. And I could have just put my head in the sand and be like, those people are dumb. They don't know what they're talking about. Or I could say, hey, let me change that. Let me fix that. Let me improve that. Uh, yeah, originally, you could just say, this is exactly what people are wanting and saying. Yep. So what should I do about it? Yeah. It's not about so you, it's about them, right? Totally. And, and it's awesome. I mean, this is the whole idea of diversity is there's a diverse group of people with different opinions and ideas and uh, you know, when you get into sleep bodies, like we all have very different shapes. And, and so like, originally we launched with a five inch thick and a seven inch thick. And people were like, dude, the seven is like crazy. But we had like some, you know, football players and dudes who were like, I freaking love the seven. inch. like, uh -huh. I need that. Uh, and so like, but that was all just talking to people and recognizing that like, hey, there's gonna be a lot of different things. And, and as a product company, you need to bunch those 
like you can't make 4,000 variations of every product, but like, sure. how can we kind of bunch those people into different buckets? So we get something that's like pretty close for a lot of people and we solve a lot of people's pain. So that's really been Pillow Cube's approach. Every single thing we've launched has come from the community. And that's why we love, you know, our, our customers and our fans and people who are followers and not yet fans or not yet customers haven't bought anything yet. We still love all those people and want to talk to those people because there's so much knowledge uh, that you can derive from that group um, just by listening and being like, oh, that's interesting. Like, you know, what about this? And, um, you know, we launched like a kid's pillow that's done well. We've launched a new version of sheets. We have a knee pillow that people go crazy for. And that was all just in talking and listening to people. So is that what that cross sleeper pillow is, so is the, that the the knee the cr- oh no the easy yeah okay the kneesy is the knee pillow the i'm just nerding out on this this is so cool is. like again it's not it, this isn't this website and this company that has here's all the million things we should sell so we can make money this is like literally here's what we want to do to correct and fix something and then the people yep. that used it said we'd really love this we'd really love that we really don't yep. like this part and you just have morphed what people are actually wanting yeah. What a simple business idea. So sorry, the Neezy and the cross sleeper. What in the world is that? Yeah. So the Neezy is the knee pillow. Again, same thing. We just asked customers. Uh, now that we have a you know, really big customer list and a big email list, we just asked people like, hey, what do you love about knee pillows? What's stopping you from buying a knee pillow? Uh, what do you hate about knee pillows? We get that feedback and then we go and say, hey, how do we come up with a better solution? Uh, the cross sleeper is literally people were sending us pictures of, I have the cube shaped pillow cube and then next to it, I have a traditional pillow. So when I get, cause I'm a side and back person. And so we had these people oh. who they're like, I only sleep on my right side and on my back. I never go to my left side. And so we literally just visually were watching someone go in that transition. And as we kind of mapped it out, we're like, Oh, that's what it looks like. Like it's it, for those who aren't on the website, it's yeah, like the flat that. cube of the pillow cube. And then there is a uh, kind of V shape that cradles your head when you're on your back. Uh, so it's like, so, when we, so half of the rectangle is flat, normal. And then the other half on the other side is this cutout. Yep. So you're literally side and then you can roll right over onto your back. Yep. And that was, that just came from consumers. We had a couple employees who were coming in and saying, Hey, don't be mad. Uh, but I cut up one of our pillows to make it better for me. And I just want to show you. And I'm like, dude, why would I be mad? Like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, I love hearing Don't that. be mad I, love... I just invented a new product. <laughs> yeah. And oh I was like, gosh. dude, that's awesome. That's great. And I think that that's like, that's our, my approach and our team's approach is like, we're like, hey, everyone can help with those innovations. And, and so often, like I said, you get this executive team that kind of becomes like, the inner circle, so to speak. And they're the ones doing the innovating. They're sitting in a room debating, what do consumers want? And I hate that. I'm like, let's talk to our employees. Let's talk to our customers. Like, let's let's democratize this. Let's not try and predict uh, and sit in a room and tell people what they want. So anyways, that's, that's my approach. And it, it's really fun to see it resonating with people. So the mattress was the same thing. Like we went into yeah. a lot of mattress stores and when you walk in a mattress store, it was like, do you want soft, firm, or somewhere in the middle? And I'm like, I don't know, because I'm not a mattress manufacturer, so I don't know what the difference is. 
And then what you end up doing is you end up sleeping on a ton of stuff. And so we said, why isn't it when you walk in, why aren't they saying, do you sleep on your side, your back, or your stomach? Because that is the most important question of what kind of mattress you want. Hmm. And as we looked at it, no one makes a mattress in the country that is specifically made for side sleepers. They make a mattress that they say, hey, this one's pretty good for side sleepers, but it's not made for the way you sleep when you sleep on your side. So we were like, that's obvious. Like, and consumers, you know, were telling us that's what they wanted. So we made something that now you can go into a retail store and say, hey, do you sleep on your side, your back, or your stomach? If you sleep on your side, Pillow Cube is the way to go because they make it specifically for side sleepers. So piece of cake. I think it's uh, quite smart too because, well, we're in the place too where you know, somebody somebody's sleeping on this great pillow, and then they hate their bed. Yeah. And if you're, yeah. if part of your mission is to actually change the way we sleep to, you know, improve our lives with, you know, higher energy and all the things that come with sleeping well, it only makes sense. It yeah. only makes sense. And pretty soon we're going to have pillow cube blue light blockers and pillow cube melatonin. And I'm, just, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm such a show for you. Uh, not, I really, oh, not, maybe I'm not kidding. Not far off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not far off. We've Don't be mad. Crazy stuff coming. Yeah, I love it. Don't be mad, but here's what I did with it. Well, I'm such a show for you guys now. I really, really am. I just, I, I, I love it. it. I can't say enough good stuff about uh, you and the everything you guys have done is outstanding. Um, Jay, as we're winding down here, if there was a final thing that you wanted a young startup entrepreneur to really, really consider, to really understand, besides what we've already talked about, what would you tell them? Yeah, so I'd probably say two things. I would say, uh, one, I noticed this with a lot of young people. Remember, uh, your career is probably 55 years long, right? 45, let's say. Remember that and don't stress out too much. Like I, I feel like when I was a young entrepreneur, I finished school. I actually did get a day job for the first four years, did product development at an awesome company. Uh, and that was a great experience. I got to see, it, it was a company that was still small enough that I got to see the entrepreneur at work. Um, and so that's probably one of my things is like, don't, don't freak out. So I'm going to make it three. Don't freak out. Two, don't assume that because you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to be an entrepreneur first. Like, I think it's great for people like, go see what it's like. Like every time I talk to college students, I'm like, before you start something, there are so many great startups in this country. Go work for one of them. See what an entrepreneur who has 15, 20 years of experience does, how they handle problems, how they raise money. Like I just assumed I studied entrepreneurship in college and I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I assumed I had to start a company and that was the only way to ever be an entrepreneur. And it was a kind of a combination of those two things. I was acting like Hey, you got 50 years to perfect this craft. Like, take your time. Yeah, Chill you don't out. need to be a <laughs> like, multi-millionaire exeter at 27 or 20. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. People, people think, think they're that's... so much older than they are. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so it's like, hey, you got you got a long time, and so like, take your time. Uh, go observe a great entrepreneur uh, doing what they do. And then I think my third thing is along with that, like. When you decide to do something, you're like, okay, I, I'm I'm seeing my career as this 50-year timeline. I went and worked at a startup and I got to observe someone great. When you make that decision, uh, 
start it, get it going nights and weekends, let it just kind of evolve. And then when you decide to do it, 100% focus on that thing for a period of time. Don't don't be in this like, ah, I don't know if a better idea comes along because that that then you get in this never ending process It creatively we see this a lot we will come in with a client. They want to do a campaign for their for their product. And all of a sudden, you know, we get to the hard work. We've come up with this amazing script, this whole campaign idea. And then you get into the hard work of actually doing it. Like we got to produce this thing. We got to fine tune it. We got to come up with better jokes. And often with clients, all of a sudden they start saying, hey, hey, I had an idea last night during dinner and I think we should do something different. And every single time we say ideation is really fun, but we're past ideation. We're not ideating anymore. We we're not executing. coming up with a new campaign. And execution isn't as fun. It's, it's always fun to sit and daydream. Uh, we already did that. And this is what we came up with. We all agreed as a team. Let's fix it. Let's make it better. Let's not start over. And I see that with entrepreneurs all the time where they get to those hard points and they're like, oh, I have this new idea. And, and, and what you learn and what I learned during that period of my life, every idea, even the greatest idea on the planet, you hit road bumps. And it will be a temptation to just start over and go back to ideating because ideating is fun. It's fun coming up with new ideas. It's fun sitting with your friends. And I have friends all the time who you know, come and say, hey, man, I want to go off on my own. I got this idea. And I've just gotten to a point where I'm like, so do it, dude. They're like, well, I don't know. And it's like, you think that the reason is you haven't found the right idea. It's not. It's just you got to do it. Like You just got to go execute. So those are kind of my three points for people. Jay, I only asked for one. You gave me three. If I'm a young <laughs> entrepreneur, I'm just feeling over-delivered to. I appreciate you, man. You're awesome. Yeah. Hey, where, where should we follow you? What's the best place? I know we got your Jay Nelson Davis handle, yep. and we got PillowCube handle. And I'm assuming yep. that's Those on are Instagram, great. Facebook, whatever. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, same thing. Jay Nelson Davis, you can look me up. LinkedIn's probably a great place where I post the most. So, yeah. And tell me again, where awesome. should we start if we want to check out uh, Pillow Cube? And guys, so, if you're a side sleeper, don't sleep on this idea. I mean, do sleep on it. You know what I mean? Go get one. Go try it out. Yeah. So I would say go to our website and take the quiz. Uh, it'll kind of walk you through all the things you need to know. It'll help you understand what kind of sleeper you are. Uh, and yeah, it'll, it'll help find the exact solution for you and try it. And if you love it, uh, try some of the other stuff. It, it, the knee pillow especially is like, I can't sleep without it. I can't sleep without my pillow cube. Uh, we use them every day. That's a, it's a big thing for me. So I'm, I'm just going to plug before we leave the air that my wife sleeps with a knee pillow that's small and crappy. But, you know, you don't have to fix that. You don't have to fix that. It's just, uh, man, she dreams of having a pillow cube knee pillow every single day, Jay. Every I'm going to send her a Neezy and I want to see what she thinks. <laughs> I want to see what she thinks. And then I'll try to take it away and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. See she, what she says. That's actually the true test. Yeah. She, like, she, where'd that go? Yeah. I, I might get, I might get the dragon then. All right, Jay. Thanks so much. You're awesome. I'm looking forward to have you back on again sometime. Yeah. We'll talk about the next start. Love coming it. Up. Love awesome. It. All right, guys, that's thanks the show so for this week, man. Thanks to Jay Davis, pillow cube creatively awesome awesome entrepreneur hope you got I, I was just taking notes getting a ton out of this make sure you follow jay jay nelson davis and at pillow cube you can follow me at matt browning on instagram facebook youtube and twitter 
And of course, go to mattbrowningpodcast.com if you have a question for the show and you even want to be featured on here as well on The Driven Entrepreneur. That's it for this week. Have an awesome weekend. Get out there and stay driven and sleep well. Sweet dreams. Bye-bye.